Hey guys, welcome back to another Weird Wednesday. I'm Ashers and this is... Pedo. Pet, do you know that this, it's not really that special. It's just something that kind of dawned on me and it's special to me. Did you know that this is the 65th episode of On Wednesdays We Talk Weird? I did not know isn't that. that. Isn't that insane? I mean, I guess maybe it's just me because I've been doing it for, uh, you know, I, I I guess I have been doing it since April of last year, um, but you've been here since September. I mean, I think you've done more than half at this point. Um you know it's just it's crazy 65 episodes it's wild i don't know it's that's a milestone that's pretty good i don't think it's a milestone but it is to me so <laughs> right well so it is so i was fucking right in the first place jesus i'm that sorry is. i'm sorry I didn't need to tear you down there um how was your how was your weekend it was all right um mm-hmm. yeah it was uh it was father's day and so it's the one day where I'm celebrated for this decision I had to make all these children. I don't think that was really a decision, was it? <sighs> well, <laughs> but yeah, so it was good. It was successful. Uh, I had uh, the only thing I wanted. Um, so there's this restaurant tra- chain in Chicago called Kuma's Corner. And um, they're they're like, it's just like a burger place. But all the burgers are named after metal bands, right? So oh, there's cool. like the metallica there's the megadeth there's the pantera there's the opeth there's the children of bodum and like every burger is different and somehow like kind of associated with the band that they're named after okay so um there's one on the there's a couple on the north side there's one downtown there's one in the suburbs actually they started to branch out there's one in colorado i think there's one in indianapolis too but when i worked downtown which i did for a very long time until just about a year ago uh i ate there uh probably at least every other week on payday if not as many times as i possibly could um it was my favorite place in the whole wide world to get lunch delivered from uh, okay. but i never actually went to the place because the lines were always like super long and it was always really crowded and um you know getting delivery was easy but like i, I never actually was there so about uh a month ago on well yeah it was it was probably like 420 it's like two months ago they announced that they were also offering a whole line of thc infused products as well as um like take-home stuff like gummies and pre-rolls and stuff like that so uh when i heard about that i immediately called an audible and was like this is all i want for father's day i just want to go here i've never been here before um and uh yeah and that's what we did and i had a really good time although it's very underhanded to serve thc in that kind of environment because like all you want to do is keep eating right so like this whole yeah. like rest- restaurants that sell like thc drinks which is what i i had a couple of um man that's dangerous you know what I mean? Because it's fucking them down. I need right. Yeah, because it's one thing like when you drink. Because like if you drink enough beer, like you tend to get bloated, or if you get, you know, I, I mean, trust me, I've gotten wasted and ate a shit ton before too. But like this kind of lends itself to that more. So, um, you know, luckily we went on on Father's Day weekend, so it was kind of crowded, and there was there was some like uh, outdoor festival thing going on in that area, so we weren't really able to camp out for that long. Which was good because otherwise, um, you know, I probably would have yeah. done some serious fucking damage, you know, and been on like, you know, my third order of Buffalo strips before they pulled me out of there. Um, <laughs> yeah. so that was my well, Father's Day. It sounds like you had a great time. Yeah, I did. I mean, you know, it's that's that's what I wanted. 
Oh yeah, I, I got to an argument with my kid on Father's Day because I told her she should wish me a happy Father's Day, and she's like, "I completely agree." As a product of a single mother, I was—that's exactly how I was taught. <laughs> well, so. it, it wasn't like I wasn't like, "Oh, you need to do this," you know. It's just—it was just I was just kind of joking with her, um, you know, because she's nine. But she was like, "Um, but you're not my father; you're my mother." <laughs> and I was like, "Okay." Well, <laughs> there's days where you were both. I'm sure. <laughs> Today was one of them. Um, yeah. <laughs> Actually, on, on Father's Day proper, we went over to my mom's and we brought her ribs and I hung yeah, out with yeah, her. yeah. Well, that's usually how we do uh, how we do Father's Day and Mother's Day uh, around here. Is that um, my mom will will help out with with you know my daughter and and I'll get Mother's Day. My mom's birthday's in May, so then my mom, of course, like a, within a week of Mother's Day, then we celebrate her birthday and then she gets Father's Day. So um, you know, it's a good it's a good trade off. So you know, which we always I mean, we tend to do something for her anyway for Mother's Day, but whatever that's you know neither here nor there but a couple of people wish me happy father's day and I, I was very i was very uh proud of that moment so <laughs> <laughs> it was neat um but yeah i didn't i mean I'm, i've still been recovering from my my sickness i have been trying to get very serious with my my physical recovery because um oh a week from well i guess today which is you know, for us, technically tomorrow, but for you guys, it's today. It's it's my birthday. It sure is. It's a big deal. It's a big deal. I'm going to be 30 on the 30th, and uh, I'm freaking out about it. So uh, that's great. <laughs> and then, <laughs> but this weekend, I'm having my my birthday party. So, okay. uh, and I have not had a proper party in quite a while. So I'm very excited. Um, and then, of course, um, there's uh, you know, my birthday, and then fucking two days after my birthday something insane is going to happen what's that <laughs> oh like you don't know it's okay nobody <laughs> else knows we'll tell them um pat's coming here to visit I'm, uh, me and pat are going to meet each other we've never met each other um we talk to each other at minimum once a week for probably i'd say a good at two hours at a time right every week mm. um so it's going to be very exciting um we are probably going to be inebriated by i'd say probably probably about by three o'clock so <laughs> well it's no because no because i'm doing the uh i'm not getting there until that night i have to recheck the itinerary but like yeah because we're doing the the crazy noah's ark thing that afternoon That's or that right. morning so but yeah i mean i'm sure within within moments of, of crossing the city limits it'll the, the shit show will begin but. okay well i'll be inebriated by three o'clock <laughs> and i'll see you when you get here so <laughs> <laughs> well either way we'll figure it out it'll be so exciting um you know we're talking about about plans of you know what we're gonna do i'm not gonna I'm not gonna say anything yet because nothing's solid but um it is going to be a very special occasion so Sure. Um, that'll be um, super, super great. So that'll be lots and lots of fun. So look forward to that. We also have a couple of uh, things coming up this week. We got the clubhouse thing. Do you want to? You want to tell them about the clubhouse thing this week, or you want me to? You well, let me just say this. So I, I teased it, uh, or I tried to promote it last yeah. uh, last week's show, and I didn't know that I had the date wrong because um, I was drunk when we set that whole thing up. And uh, it turns out that I have my first Vampire of the Masquerade streaming thing that night as well. Oh, yeah, that's right. <laughs> yeah, so, which I'm thankful for the opportunity. I, there was a lot of hand-wringing this season about whether or not I was going to do it. And I, I eventually decided to do it because, number one, I, I do 
you know, I do kind of like gaming and it, it's, it's a, it flexes different muscles that I'm not necessarily used to doing. And, um, you know, I mean, I guess it, it, it brings me to a, a different audience, which could potentially bring a different audience to the show. So there's that. Um, and also I don't get asked to do things a lot. So like when people Aww. ask me to, when people ask me to do stuff, well, that was at the time, that was the, my mindset was that, you know, you don't have a whole lot of people beating down your door. When they ask you to do dancing with the stars, do dancing with the fucking stars. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, I yeah, nothing else to do. So like, <laughs> this was like kind of like, all right, well, I guess I'll take this shit show on the road and do dancing with the stars again. And, um, no, I'm insanely busy with a bunch of other stuff. But yeah, it was uh so that's going on that night, but as soon as that's over, I am going to hop on the clubhouse and um I talked to Greg. Get- yes, thank you. You knew I was you knew I was talking about <laughs> it. Uh I talked to him and it should work out okay and I'll just kind of pop in at the the end and um we should be all good. But yeah, I'm I'm looking forward to that. That's it's cool as hell. We're going to be talking about big Bigfoot exploitation movies. Really bad. Right. Big, well, they're not all bad Bigfoot movies. Mine's a bad Bigfoot movie, but um, I, I don't really know about the others. I haven't seen them, admittedly. Did you watch the Tanya's Island? Uh, <laughs> no. Terrible. I bet it is. I, you know, I, yeah. No, I said I you're terrible. Like, oh, no, I'm terrible? <laughs> Tanya's Island is not terrible? It's good? I don't know. I got I got in late to the chat. So, like, by the time I, I popped in, a bunch of conversation was going on. Um. Either way, I mean, whatever. I'm just going to kind of play things in the background as we go. And then I kind of want to bring up some other notable uh, movie monsters and, and things like that. I think that'll be, um, it'll be a great discussion. I'm excited about it. And then actually the night before that, Wednesday night, um, which is typically the Bigfoot Society podcast recording. We've taken a break from recording it for June. However, we've still been doing the Wednesday night rooms. Um, it's going to be, we're going to be discussing books. Um, yeah, it's with- you and Kinsey. With it's yeah, it's myself, it's Kenzie Gleason who was on the show previously, um, and it is also um, Aaron Dees from Hey Strangeness, and um, Aaron is a big he's a big listener to the show, so of course I'm you know all in full support here. Um, so and and he's very knowledgeable. If there's anything that that kid knows, it's definitely his books. So <laughs> it'll be fun. Um, so that's kind of what's up for this week. I know that Friday evening. Um, it's not Joe Bob night anymore. I'm very sad about it, but it it will be back. Um, but that's okay because Friday night I will be on with Brian Tremblay over at A Whisper to a Scream podcast doing a live stream. And Brian's going to talk about, once again, which he's told here on the show, um, his dog man encounter. And, you know, of course, there's live Q&A involved. So definitely join that if you want to join that. So there's a... My shameless plugs for my own on my own show for my own shit for the coming for the coming weeks. <laughs> and then the party's on Saturday. The party is Saturday, so make sure that you're there. Um, that's <laughs> <laughs> it's an open invite. I shouldn't say that kind of shit. People are actually going to show up. <laughs> going to be sure. beside myself, like oh no. But uh, yeah, so that's um, you know those are the plans going forward. So. so. I want so speaking of Kinsey, you brought up she's going to be on the show uh, yeah. for the the thing with you tomorrow. Um, I had I listened to um, the season finale of the Manic Pixie Dream Ghoul podcast. Yeah, you, did, you did it right. <laughs> yes, I had to, I had to pause. I had to, to the slow Manic down. Pixie Dream Ghouls. Yes, <laughs> right. Uh, and they they the majority of the show they spent talking about the missing four one one stuff, uh-huh. which was like the wrong shit to listen to right before we go to. Uh, 
you know, the Smoky Mountains for a week because are you nervous? Yeah, but oh, I was going to, you know, both of those. So we're going to, we're going to be in Kentucky for a little bit in Tennessee and both of those States are, um, open carry, uh, States where you can like basically walk around with a pistol on your hip the whole fucking time, yes. which I'm not necessarily going to do, but, um, I'm definitely bringing a bunch of survival gear and oh, we, yeah, are, we are going hiking, uh, into the Smoky Mountains one day. And I, I will, I'm going to like tie my kids to me. Like we're Australians at Disneyland. You know what I mean? Like I'm not, <laughs> I'm going to have all my kids on leashes and shit. And, uh, yeah, yeah. No one's going to get, no one's going to get missing 411. I don't, I don't blame you at all there. I mean, I, you know, it, it is a, well, don't say, don't say that you won't because then you will. Um, <laughs> but yeah, no, don't be 411. Uh, I, I would like to continue to have you as, as my co-host. Although I did decide this after, and they brought up a good point on, um, on their podcast. They were talking about if either one of them ever goes missing, don't call the police. <laughs> Find a podcast a true crime podcast run by two women and get them oh to gosh. solve the solve the missing person's case and i think in this yeah. if, if god forbid something were to happen that's probably exactly what i would do in this situation <laughs> like obviously we would go to the police and the fbi but i would also get the cryptid investigator podcast community to fucking <laughs> get come down. On it, yeah. <laughs> yes i'll give you guys full access to this you guys got a front row seat to this investigation come out here and make your footprint cast shit do whatever you guys want to do just <laughs> i know we'd be really good i don't know if you if you're into you know uh, and which i kind of keep touching on but you know I've, i'm part of all these true crime facebook groups let me tell you something that yes those women find out shit quicker than anybody anybody right. i've ever seen they know it all and it's like some people would be like how do you know that everybody's just like you know have you not been paying attention and they're always right every time at the end of every trial they were right about everything it's crazy <laughs> Yeah. No. So that and uh, one more thing I wanted to bring up, uh, piggybacking off your uh, no more Billy, more, no more Joe Bob uh, comment, is that I finally. So this this week for the season finale was um, Roger Corman movies, and I had seen both of those several, yeah. several times. Yeah. Uh, so I decided to sit down and watch things. Yeah. And wow, um, I don't normally when people are like, you just got to watch it, like you won't believe it. Um, yeah. normally when people say that, I'm like, motherfucker, I've seen everything. Yeah. And, and I still have seen everything and everything now includes things. And it's definitely, I would, um, for as much time as we spent talking about it on this show uh-huh. and for as much press as it got a couple weeks ago when it was part of the, uh, you know, driving, mm-hmm. um, I think that anybody who even has an inkling that maybe someday they would like to have a hand in the filmmaking process needs to watch that movie yeah. and realize, motherfucker, the bar's that low. Oh, because yeah. that's not no. Not only is that not a good movie, but like it's it's it is kind of the only thing that stops it from being unwatchable is how fucking off the wall it is. Yeah, and that and so it becomes almost you watch it as a curiosity. And and I'll be honest with you, I did not finish watching it. I made it like probably really? I would be like an hour into it, and I'm like, okay, this is it's poorly made, and it's very all over the place. And all it did was make me angry that I haven't at least done that yet. You know what I mean? I'm like, what are you sitting here? What are you sitting here watching someone else's fucking piece of shit movie? Like this thing was, ter- and that's what I went through. And I'm like, 
like you know i made how many short films do i make you know if you add up all the running times it's like almost two hours yeah you know this thing's like 75 minutes it looks yeah. like it was shot with on a vhs camera it makes yeah. no fucking sense none at it's, all yeah it's entirely all over the place and yet it's streaming on shutter and it probably two weeks ago a couple million people probably watched it well and, and like this, we said probably the most viewings that it's ever gotten ever well i think i said that maybe somewhere yeah. um, you know but yeah it's i mean you know what 30 years later after it, after it came out you know <laughs> yeah but i think that's something that anybody who's ever tried to make anything at some point in the creative process has pushed themselves away from the table looked down at what they were working on and said this is shit and thrown it out and the thing about things is that they didn't throw it out. No, no, they, <laughs> they didn't. They finished it, and then they got people to make it, and then they got some girl to be naked in it, which always blows my. Well, not not so much anymore because now I'm older. I realize that people just do that shit. But like, you know, I remember like being younger and thinking like, how could you, like, you must have to like either like to come up with something that was so substantial and good that an actress would like take her top off in it. You know what I mean? Like it must be a well, really it was, good movie. It was Amber Heard, but you know, who's a porn star. You didn't watch the Joe, you didn't watch the Joe Bob commentary version of it. Did you like, cause you can go back and rewatch the last drive in. So like he gives you the commentary and stuff, but it was, uh, I thought she was the, the, uh, the news reporter. She was. Oh, but that's her in the first scene too. Yeah, the only the only way she would, for whatever reason, especially because she'd been in so much porn at that point, the only reason why she agreed to be naked was if she could, if her face wasn't in the shot. That's why she's wearing a mask. Oh, yeah, that makes that makes sense. <laughs> yeah, but she was also yeah, she was also the news reporter, which also. I, why i don't know it doesn't matter you know what there's no don't question this movie just watch it but i agree with you and that was the point well which i guess is why you know again if, if you're going if you can watch it if if you can watch it on shutter watch the joe bob commentary because at the end of it he explains why you know they had extremely bad movie night and that was kind of why is just because it didn't matter they made their movie good for them you know right <laughs> did yeah it. It was it was inspiring, but it was it was also kind of frustrating because you know it's like you got that big milestone next week where you hit thirty. Well, I had one where I just hit forty, right? And the the ex- existential dread that you think is that you're going to feel when you hit thirty is nothing compared to what happens when you hit. 40. Well, actually, I take that back. I was totally fine with turning forty, and I was pretty much okay with turning thirty too. Although when we get off three, I'll tell you what I did for my birthday party. And- Oh gosh! It sounds like you're having a going to have a comparable evening, but um, yeah, I mean, it's just you know you hit those milestones and 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 there are opportunities to kind of take stock and um, you know, watching it. I think I was also in a very introspective state of mind. Yeah, uh, you know, and I was just like, oh, what the fuck? Why am I watching? Like, I don't know. Like, it was it was good. I I, I definitely I'm glad I did it. Thank you for pushing me repeatedly. <laughs> to watch it and i would i would recommend that the audience you know if you're if you're any type of creative uh take take an hour to watch things and yeah. uh let us know what you think yeah i i would certainly never call it good um but it's it, it's it, you know what it's a fun watch um i do highly recommend watching it with a couple of buddies because it's it is hilarious um <laughs> It really is. <laughs> it's it's really fucking funny <laughs> um and and it's a whole experience because you're gonna have so many questions at the at the end and you know that's 
none of them are answered. So <laughs> don't expect that. Um, but just, just enjoy it for what it is. It was just a couple of chuckle Fox wanted to make a movie and they did. And, and were they Canadian or, or Northern Midwestern or something? I'm not sure. That's a really good question. I, I, don't, I think I Canadian. Don't know. I think Canadian. They might have been. They might have been. Yeah. I know that the VHS tape sells for $5,000. Jesus. Yeah. Because it's got Amber Heard nude on the front. That's it. That's the only reason. $5,000 for a naked picture. You can see that shit for free on the internet. It's crazy. It's crazy what people will pay for. Let me tell you that. Um <laughs> you know but okay um you know hey that's your money to do with what you want um but no i'm glad i'm glad you finally watched things um it is an experience um it's it is kind of one of those things if you are an aspiring filmmaker um that that i think that you do need to sit down and and watch or not you know what not even just an aspiring filmmaker i think for filmmakers it hits a little more close you know closer to home but for anybody creating anything you know like you said it really sets the bar you know that much lower and you can look at your project and be like well it's not things <laughs> so right everything bad you know you, you never know on a long enough timeline when something's going to find its audience but the thing is if you never make it it'll never find yes. its audience right. but who knows that movie was made tw- 30 years ago Mm-hmm. and just uh you know i don't know who knows how many millions of people have watched it in the past couple of weeks right because of joe bob and because of this whole thing right and you know you could you could write a poem or you could paint a picture or you could you know do something that you know 30 years from now someone discovers and half the planet watches it because it goes viral and who, you know what i mean who knows so right Right. Just keep making. I mean, you know, don't make stuff for for the applause. You know, make it because you got something to say. And I, you know, these guys have shit well, to say. Kind of <laughs> along the lines with um, you know, my my buddy Big Dill. He's got uh, his uh, Big Dill made this video of a skinwalker scream and posted it on YouTube. He was, you know, he had like YouTube, and as we've talked to Big Dill on the show, you know, he was into filmmaking and stuff, and um, it wasn't it wasn't a real video it was a fake video that he had made to and he sent it to a friend it was supposed to be an inside joke amongst him or what have you and he checks his email one day and finds out that his video has millions of views <laughs> his video was just out of nowhere for no reason like a year later gone viral and you know because i guess because people thought that it was real and you know from there dill went on to do he was on um paranormal con on tape and you know, they're going to use his clip in some movie or something. I mean, you just, you absolutely, and again, that that was bred from just a joke amongst friends. I mean, you just really don't know what's going to happen. I mean, life is so goddamn unpredictable. So make the things and uh, outshine things because you absolutely can. <laughs> Minimum, <laughs> you could do better. <laughs> um, well, anyway, um, are we ready for some for some news? You want some news? Yeah, let's do it. I got some good news this week. I'm I'm really excited about it. Um, first and foremost, uh, the Naval Medical University in China did something that was uh, really fucked up, actually. Um, so they took two mice. It was they took one male and one female, and they sewed them together. They created like a conjoined twin kind of, um, and connected their blood vessels together. Then with the male mouse, they took a uterus and transplanted it. You know, they put they gave them a, a uterus. And the point of this was that they 
had noticed that uh, nowhere at all anywhere on the earth has a male mammal ever been impregnated. So they wanted to see if it was possible to 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 make that happen. Um, so they had this uterus and this male, you know, mouse, and um, it what they were um, putting embryos inside. It wasn't artificial insemination, but they were, you know, placing embryos in the uterus, and it was able to carry full term babies, I guess, little mice babies. I don't know what they're called, and uh, and and birth them. Well, it was by C section. But uh, it's been the first successful um, pregnant male mammal. Um, what was really interesting is that they did this every time that they had a successful batch. Uh, you know, they had a successful litter. Um, it was only also when the female was pregnant. So for whatever reason, that connection to that pregnant female made it possible for this male to carry, you know, babies. So um, again this fucked up right i mean this is like some sci-fi shit like this is <laughs> kind of gross <laughs> i guess you know that's what animals are there for <laughs> uh... <laughs> that's a terrible thing to say but like i don't i don't know i mean why it it's it everything seems unnecessary at like i guess but then there's some application where it can you know so I used to work. I I understand the point of it. And, you know, the point of it was to show that, uh, you know, the point of it is eventually to have the science to where we have people that are, um, you know, transgender eventually be able to, you know, go from, if they're going from male to female or what have you, to be able to, you know, have have live births or carry children or, you know, what have you, Um, which I'm not, I'm, I'm not a transgender person, so I can't tell you what's important to you and and whatnot that's not my place um but you know i I guess it's just a matter of ethics when we are you know forcing (laughs) forcing uh male mammals to become pregnant i mean obviously the the mice can't consent it's just a very weird i mean it's well i I think animal testing gets way more invasive and fucked up than that i mean that that's the tip of the iceberg yeah what comes to mind for me is I used to have uh, a coworker that was, um, uh, I guess you would say like an incel, and okay. <laughs> um, sure. he he was like like radically. Uh, I don't. I he was he learned very quickly that we were not um, all on the same page as him, so he would he kind of like kept to himself a little bit. And me being like just the person that I am was always trying to bring it out of him because I wanted to hear what kind of insane shit he would say. And um, I remember him. We were we were in like a, I said something once or whatever, and like on this we were having a conversation at work, and I had kind of like said something that he thought made made him think that like me and him were like you know cut from the same cloth, I guess you'd say. Oh, and he okay. he so he texted me a link to some like like reddit or or fucking 4chan or 8chan shit i don't i don't remember but i remember it was all about how we don't need women and how okay they're 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 creating synthetic wombs to raise children and that or to, to grow babies right and like like you could just like the only thing with it was like super like fucking crazy but 
like I peeked into that world. <laughs> I guess that's what I I'm mean, trying to say. Why not just like, like I mean, that's that's like a crash course on like how to tell everybody that you're gay without saying that you're gay. I I don't know. I don't think he would. I don't know. I don't. I don't know. I mean, now now we're talking about him, and I don't know what the fucking deal is with him. Though. I don't want to <laughs> mislabel him. It's Pride Month, you know. But like, I. But it was very like, definitely had that like angry incel vibe like boycott disney until kathleen kennedy is off the fucking board and she ruined everything yeah. <laughs> like crazy yeah. shit like that yeah. and then and then apparently too you know women um aren't necessary and all they do is take a man's money and rob him of his fucking energy and dreams and stuff Easy. i know like i think he just doesn't know how good pussy is <laughs> i mean not to put too fine a point on it but uh <laughs> like all this i'm like all this stuff is saying like yeah makes sense to you if you've never sucked on tits and like fucking not in a girl before you know? <laughs> but try that and then you're like okay take all my money <laughs> well good. Oh, that's true I, yeah. well and i mean i've seen women I, i've seen women post very similar shit and i i mean i just think it's weird i don't know i just think it's all, like most of my friends are, are men you know so i i think that that's a a bit I, I think extreme extremism in in any right is incorrect um you know i don't agree with it um but how does this relate to the to the mice thing i don't well, I think anytime you get to, you know, so there's anytime you get to bioengineering and, you know, you, we, we got to realize that all this stuff starts off small, but on a long enough timeline with enough money and research and, and, and climbing the next mountain and going over the next hurdle, who knows where it could lead us. And mm-hmm. when you talk about, you know, uh, not, not you know look, they've been doing test tube babies and stuff like that for years. Like that's that's nothing. I banged a test tube baby once, you know, and like so like they exist and they've been doing it for at least thirty fucking forty years. Um, but and I, I don't I, I'm not one of these people that's like you know it's against natural order. But I mean like you're right. Like so you're talking about um you're talking about. Uh, doing it so that you know people that are, are are trans have more options or can experience this or something like that. Okay, that that's a very positive. That's a very cool thing. And I'm, yeah. I'm progressive, and I, I sign off on that. Go ahead. If you if if you are going to transition genders and you want to do this, go ahead. Oh yeah. But cool. I think the other part of it is that it creates an environment where you don't necessarily need both sexes anymore. You know, it 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 reduces the dependency on a female to i mean if you look at it at face value it's reducing the dependency on a female to give birth and okay that's great when you talk about like transitioning and shit like that and plumbing but like let's extrapolate that you know what i mean like what does that could that i don't think that'll ever be like i don't think there'd ever be enough men in the world that would be willing to get to be pregnant and and, and even if it's done in small clusters even if it's done it doesn't have to be worldwide or i'm not saying we eradicate every female on the face of the planet but especially in places like china where they have population controls and they already have kind of archaic viewpoints on the value of a female life um it's just sure. weird and i'm just saying that i i, I don't know I, i'm just kind of rambling at this point but like that's okay i guess you look at that stuff and 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 you see you look at it for face value but you kind of got to take a step back and say where else could this go what are the directions they going all the train all like the 
like is it transhumanism is that what it's called like all the 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 like uh people that want like cybernetic implants and all that shit oh i don't know genetic manipulation all that stuff is i read this book called hacking darwin um and i don't remember the guy's name that wrote it but like it's just such a slippery slope once you once you start and we already do a lot of it i mean you had a kid not too long ago and so did i you know you we already pre-screen you know uh in like you know babies before they're born for certain types of things and you know what happens if you know you get to the point where you know I don't know. I will this is eugenics <laughs> when it starts to yeah, get eugenics AI. Exactly. Like, okay, and then if you you know, if if we say, okay, like now we've identified genetic markers for addiction and, and all this all these negative things, and but then we will also identify them for all the positive things. And what if we're only gonna, you know, um carry a baby to term if it's got if it checks all these mm-hmm. boxes on a fucking checklist and mm-hmm. you know if one country starts doing that stuff and especially that that's what you got to really worry about it's it's more these oppressive countries where people don't have as many rights and freedoms when they start doing it you know does it put the u.s in a position where we need to do it just to catch up <clears throat> you know what i mean that's i don't know question. it's yeah that's a good yeah. question it's well, just I mean, it, it once the genie's out of the bottle, it's just kind of like oh shit. And and what the the point that the books made is that re- we really need is like a, a UN type organization to oversee all these advancements advancements in genetic manipulation, like kind of like a world council that you know that that kind of doesn't isn't beholden to one country because the technology is available to everybody everywhere. Yeah. And we need to make sure that we're kind of like how we have like those nuclear arms treaties and shit. We need to start doing the same thing with genetic engineering and gene manipulation and, and kind of like fucking with embryos and stuff. Because once, once that starts a fucking spiral, you know, things could get very weird in a very short amount of time. And there's been no precedence for this. I mean, look at the way that fucking cell phones have advanced in 15 years. You know what I mean? Yeah. We start we start fucking with embryos and stuff, and it, it could it could get really weird. We call end up looking like greys in, in fucking hundred years or something. Well, so we, you know, if this is if this is, I think that the topic in general, it's just um, no no matter what, if you just take it at face value with the um, mice experiment, or you dig into it more, kind of like you know, Pat's Pat's obviously done, um, you know, and and really pick it apart um either way it's a very disturbing concept if it's if it's something that you're interested in hearing more about we actually um back when it was ivy and i running the show covered this uh underneath the titled episode uh the ethics of science and oh there you go and we talked we we talked talked a lot about um experimentation and kind of what the limits were and 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 whatnot so um go you know go back and and re-listen to it you know it's it's a throwback throwback episode um, but it, no, it's good. And, you know, it is, I'm typically all for scientific advancement, right? I'm also very progressive and I, I want to see us advance. Um, but I do understand that in order to kind of do that a little bit, we have to set aside some of our more human elements, uh, some of our emotions to let that happen. Now, I'm not saying just go experiment on people and things like that, but, you know, you, you gotta, you gotta give a little bit to receive a little bit. So, you know, I don't, I don't know, but I just thought it was an interesting uh, story. Um, and and the know. book, before we move on, the book that sure. I referenced is Hacking Darwin, Genetic Engineering and the Future of Humanity by Jamie Metzl. And uh, <clears throat> one of the quotes from it, uh, like the, you know, like the, 
read this book blurb is uh, a must read for the entire planet oh. by former CIA acting director, director Mike Morrell. Oh. So, yeah, it's because uh, it's not so much what about the U.S. It's also like making sure other countries aren't breeding super soldiers and stuff like that. Because yeah. once, 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 once you start looking at the military applications of genetic engineering, are you going to let one, like, if you know that the Chinese are doing X, aren't you going to try to do Y, or are you just going to let them fucking blow past you and create super soldiers? And it yeah. kind of creates like a genetics arm, arm race, if, which could already be underway, but we'll, we'll, Move on to whatever else you got, because yeah, otherwise this is going to hijack the whole entire episode. <laughs> I know. That, this one's also very hot. This is uh, very hot news. So, a man by the name of Jeff Blask, who is the plans examiner supervisor for the Paco County Building Department in Florida. I know it's a lot of things you guys don't care about, but you will in a second. Um, he has come out to say that they've been, there's been a project that's been being worked on, on the Gulf of Florida's coast. And, uh, it is, it's being, it's being funded by the U S government. And, um, he had joked after he saw the plans for it, uh, which the plans include a couple of towers and an observatory, things like that. He joked with the project engineer of the project saying, oh, what are they doing? You build some UFO tracking facility? And he claims that the engineer said, actually, yes, that is what's happening here. Um, he went on to say that the uh, project engineer confirmed that, you know, they, they are building a, a tracking facility, that this is going to be the first of many that they plan to build around the country. Um, you know, obviously with disclosure being a hot topic and, um, you know, us kind of, well, we see it in the government, they're kind of raising a little bit more awareness of, you know, how much we should really be putting into this uh, UFO, well, what they're calling UAP phenomena. Um, but, you know, that's just, that's one guy. Now, granted, this guy does have a history of being a, an enthusiast. This could all be bullshit. However, he did provide blueprints and whatnot. Um, the project engineer said that he could said that this isn't classified information. You can go find it yourself. Um, I, I just read about this story today, so I don't, I didn't dig up any, you know, plans or anything, but, but it is all stated, uh, when the government has a budget for anything, you are, you as a citizen in, in the United States, um, you are supposed to have open access to that information and what they're spending the money on. So it's probably the, the uh, plans for this. It's probably there somewhere. Um, so you can go see that yourself. That doesn't mean that you ne it will necessarily state the intention of what, you know, what they're building is, is used for. Um, but that is the newest in the UAP situation, as far as I can tell. Um, UAP tracking facilities. Yeah, that's weird. <laughs> it is. That's, that's what the show's about. It is. <laughs> you know, is it really weird, though? I mean, I'm I'm glad that they're doing this. Um, you know, if, why, are, if they, why are they doing it now? Why are they well, doing I agree. it now? I think they've been doing it more than just now. I just think that now they can get away with kind of doing it and being open about it because they, they told the public, like, they're trying to act like, oh, we're on your side, which, you know, I think that they've known about these things for a long time. And again, I think they've had these facilities previously and for a long time and already across everywhere so i'm not really <laughs> too concerned 
Um, but you know, again, it's, but it's just a little more, right? I mean, I guess we got to be thankful for the little bit that they do give us. Um, and I think that's, you know, this is kind of one of those cases. So, but I mean, I guess if we're, you can't act like this is new phenomenon. So why are you building the tracking facilities now? And if you've built the tracking facilities before, have it, what have you learned from them? What have yeah. you tracked? Where are they going? What are they doing? Right. You know? Right. Or if that? if these things are really from outer space and they can do all the shit that people claim they can do, then what's the point of trying to track them in the first place if we don't have the technology to? Yeah. So do we have the technology to track them? Okay. So suddenly, but that, I don't know. That's uh, another slippery slope. <laughs> it's a rabbit hole. It's a rabbit hole. It's a, it I mean, sure it's, a, it's a logical rabbit hole to go down where you're. You start asking the questions of like, yeah, you know, um, but I guess we'll see. Isn't that supposed to ha- I, I want to say, isn't it like Friday? It is supposed to happen on the 25th. However, um, there have already been talks of a delay. 25th. Yeah, it's Friday. We'll see. So, yeah, I mean, yes. Yeah, so that's basically what we're doing. We will just wait and see. I know uh, congressional members have been coming forward. They're concerned um, because of all the talks. I know they've been having meetings about this um, at, at the Capitol building and, and whatnot. Um, so it, it's it's still, but it's still very up in the air. I still don't expect much to happen. So <laughs> there's there's that. Uh, but we'll see, you know, and, and, and if things do happen, we'll cover it. You know, I will read all of it. I'm going to read all of it. I do. I have time to read all of it. No, not really. But I guess this is my job, so I need to make time. <laughs> and I'll let you guys know if I find anything. I'm sure people will get to it before I do. There's entire teams of people that are waiting to read all of it. So that's I'm right. grateful for it. However, I like to get the information straight from the horse's mouth. So eventually, yes, I'll be reading all of it. Um, and then also this weekend, June 26th, is the West Virginia Bigfoot Festival. And this is kind of a big deal because the West Virginia Bigfoot Museum is also having their grand opening that day. Uh, their Bigfoot Museum is on the same street as the Flatwoods Monster Museum, which is in Sutton, West Virginia, which is where the Flatwoods Monster um, instance happened. Uh, you know, definitely check that out if you're in the area. If not, you don't have to check it out this weekend. Eventually, make your way down to Sutton. You know, it's crazy. I'd never lived there, but I fucking love West Virginia. <laughs> I do. <laughs> I really do. I like going down there. Um, Sutton is not a good town, but you know what? It really needs the business. So I'm all for people going and and giving it to them. So like I, once once again, check that out if you uh, if you get down there. But that's really all I have in the news for the week. So all right, here we are. <laughs> <laughs> So we promised, uh, we, we promised during, well, you know, I guess we did. Yeah. During the, the Malaysia flight, um, episode that we would discuss another very fun topic, a very similar one, um, which, you know, of course we skipped a week to do OJ, but now here we are, as you guys know, uh, the Bermuda Triangle. Pat, what's your, uh, what's your earliest, earliest memory of the, of hearing about the Bermuda Triangle? Was this a big deal to you as a, as a child of the, you know, eighties? <laughs> um yeah it was it was kind of one of those like i guess one of the first mysteries that you're introduced to um as a kid you know one of the first things that pop up on your radar usually it's like bermuda triangle bigfoot loch ness monster 
sure. you know, stuff like that. And um, <clears throat> I think what always like freaked me out was that it like if this was accurate and like all these all these ships and, and planes were disappearing like why would anyone go through there yeah you know like why isn't it like why aren't there like fucking bowies or buoys in the water like to stop you or like the coast guard like sets up a patrol it's, you know don't for the love of god don't sail through there you know yeah um, yeah so that was that i think was like the first thing that like caught my attention as a kid you know, was like if the if it really is that deadly and mysterious of a place, why does anyone fuck around with it? Sure, you know. Right. But uh, that true. was that was it. But this is this is another one of those topics, kind of like I guess that's the recurring theme this month is like shit. Pat learns about shit because <laughs> I didn't. I I really didn't know what the deal was as much as because it I doesn't affect me. I don't live over there. You yeah. know, I, I try to avoid southern spots as much as possible. I don't like to sweat. So, um, <laughs> this wasn't really like on my like list of concerns, okay. um, but it was good to research because I learned a whole hell of a lot. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it's, you know, okay. So one of my earliest memories of the Bermuda triangle, um, you know, I'll say this, as a kid, I was under the impression that the Bermuda triangle would be a problem for me. Right. Uh, it was, it was like, quick, right. like, it, like quicksand. Yeah. It was like right. quicksand. <laughs> You know, you heard so much about quicksand and I've never, you know what? I didn't even like, even today I was like, is quicksand even real? Because I've never seen it and it is. Um, but <laughs> you know, I thought that I would encounter it more. Um, one of the first, uh, instances that I remember of it was an episode of Rocco's Modern Life. And, uh, they, they got, they went through, they got into the Bermuda Triangle. But the funny thing was, is that how they portrayed it was, you know they're on the ship and they were like in the middle of this bad storm and they're approaching this area and then this like black hole triangle kind of opens up and like swallows their ship in, and then all kinds and then they're in like an alternate universe and then they end up coming back anyway um so you know something i'd always heard about and i remember watching like some documentary or something about it um at one point when i was a teenager um you know of course it was interesting i've always been into weird shit of course and you know i thought it was i thought it was neat but you know, much like Pat, it wasn't something that I was like, oh my God, I love the Bermuda Triangle. I need to research it. You know, I was never crazy about it. I don't go, you know, I've never been to Florida, so I don't know. <laughs> you know, I've never been on a, on a cruise like that. Um, but I, you know, I agree. I, you know, it's like, well, if this is, you know, one of those cases of, you know, something is happening down there. Yeah. Again, why aren't they stopping people from going? I mean, people just continue to go out there in droves and they're fine. Um, you know, so it, it was interesting to read about, you know, while I knew the bare minimum of it, uh, I didn't really understand. So I guess I'll clue you in for some people that don't know, because there might be some people that don't know. Um, the Bermuda Triangle is a space that is, it's basically, um, well, oddly enough, right off the coast of Florida. Weird, huh? Um, <laughs> <laughs> you know, but it makes up basically, it's like this, this triangle, I guess. Um, that makes up Miami, Florida, San Juan, Puerto Rico, and the, the Bermuda, the island. Mm -hmm. And so within this triangle, allegedly, all of these boats and planes go missing. Okay? Right. And, you know, and, and not just that, a lot of them like go missing and there's like, you know, wreckage, um, you know, they don't, they never, they never even find the parts again. Not always. Um, or a lot of times the, the, they'll send a search party out after them and then that search party go missing too. And then the search party, yes, the search party will also go missing, um, right. which is, 
you know, what happened with uh, Flight 19, which is kind of what popularized the the Bermuda Triangle. Um, right. You know, so uh, Flight 19, I mean, I don't know. I, you know, there was uh, some guys went out on a flight and got lost in the Bermuda Triangle. Okay, there's more to it than that. But. <laughs> do you want me to do this? <laughs> <laughs> Go ahead. Flight night, yeah. Flight nineteen uh, was one of the first instance uh, incidents that uh, caused people to attribute something paranormal to the region. It yeah. wasn't the first, actually. I found one of the first, which I which was uh, like cool fact number one. Uh, William Shakespeare's play The Tempest was based on tales of sorcery and shipwreck from that area. Oh, really? Yeah. Admiral really Summers uh, ran his ship ashore in Bermuda in 1609, and uh, he was the founder of the English colony of Bermuda. And stories of his shipwreck are said to have inspired Shakespeare's play, The Tempest. Wow. I had no idea. Look at you. You really did do a deep dive on this. Yeah. And Troma is releasing Troma, who is, you know, famous for a lot of things, but they did Tromeo and Juliet. Mm -hmm. Uh, They're one of their most, I I don't know if it's out yet or it's coming out soon. They, it's weird how they release shit. It's always fucking very half-assed, but they have, uh, (laughs) yeah, it's kind of, um, they have a movie coming out called Shakespeare Shitstorm, which is, it is out. Yeah. Is it? Is it? Yeah. Can you where did you see it it's well it's so it's been running the circuit um you know the um the the film circuit or whatever through the festivals and things right also, you're right uh, they you do they do like a long like Trauma. festival thing release before it's ever like available on dvd or streaming anywhere or anything like that so it's well, pretty it is, much it's streaming with their personal with the trauma streaming service so you can do watch trauma you get 30 days free and then it's five bucks a month after that so and you watch all the trauma movies it's fucking amazing actually if you really like trauma get it <laughs> which i is that is that okay we're totally taking a detour is that available on on roku or is it only through it the website not it is only through the website so like you right. run it that's, through your browser that's it's my fucking stuff. problem with that trauma now shit is it oh my god i would have signed up with that from day one right like, i would have made sure that was paid before my mortgage every month yeah and right. they but they won't do a fucking app I, and it's yeah. like what like come on you guys got enough you got a little bit of money in the bank. You well, there was get- a prototype, and the prototype was was good. I was involved. I was a beta tester for the for the for the beta version, and so I had it for a while. Um, but it just fucking disappeared. It's gone. So I right. don't know. I don't know what's happening. I will ask. I will ask uh, the guy who works on it though, and see if they're planning on bringing. It. But I agree. Anyway, uh, yeah. So- <laughs> <laughs> okay. So yeah, that that was uh, that's the earliest known uh, incident of high strangeness is uh the the guy that founded the place the reason they founded the british colony was founded in bermuda was because he was shipwrecked there and then shakespeare wrote a play about it that's very uh, cool I didn't columbus know. passed through the region on his first voyage to the new world and he recorded that a bursting flame of fire struck the sea and caused a strange light to appear in the distance a few weeks later uh, so I don't know. That's there's not really too much to that one. Uh, in 1981, or I'm sorry, in 1881, legend has it that Ellen Austin, a ship sailing from Liverpool to New York, encountered a ghost ship in the Bermuda Triangle, and things quickly went awry. So that's something that's attributed to that area a lot is these ghost ships, which is kind of interesting if you think about it. So uh, a ship will go missing in that area, and then kind of like sail out of it or whatever they'll find it on the open seas and the ship will be intact but the crew will be completely gone yeah and that's kind of fascinating yeah 
And that's something interesting to consider because anything that's going to get rid of the crew, like if, you know, granted, there's huge fucking waves in the ocean. I get that. Mm-hmm. Uh, and there's another fun fact about the region that I'm going to I'm gonna drop in a second. But it's kind of interesting to think that, like, no one would be on the ship. Right. But the ship itself survived. I mean, if a big wave came in, it's, this is going to knock everyone off board, but then the ship's fine. Um, so maybe it's pirates. Maybe it's, you know, uh, which still exists, obviously, today. Everyone remembers the fucking, I'm the captain now, the fucking Tom Hanks movie. Yeah. So, like, you know, there are still pirates on the high seas. Um, one interesting thing about that area that I did not know, that I absolutely love this, is that um, that area is uh, host to the deepest point in the Atlantic Ocean. Oh, see, I didn't know that either. Called the Milwaukee Deep. <laughs> Why is it called the Milwaukee Deep? Because it was it was found by uh, the USS Milwaukee. It was a, a Navy Omaha class cruiser that was doing some fucking testing in the area, okay. right. and they realized <laughs> that there was a trench down there that's the deep. And then you know, over the years, they did more and more testing, sure. and they realized it's the deepest point in the Atlantic Ocean. Um, so. Because of that, there could be all kinds of, and I know we're kind of jumping around a little bit, but I mean, it could be host to all kinds of rare uh, sea creatures and stuff. Sure. Or um, another explanation that you get from that area a lot is that there's methane pockets that are released. And when, when, when that kind of comes up from that far deep, it creates like basically like a sinkhole in the ocean. You know, if you can imagine like you're sailing your boat around and it's relatively flat are you saying there's fucking quicksand in the ocean right now (laughs) 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 right so like this this air bubble comes up and it's like this huge air bubble but when it pops right i mean think about that it's suddenly it's like a it's like a it leaves like a huge indentation in the water where you're gonna drop down and then the, the water crushes down on top of you right okay all right so like those methane bubbles are one of the one of the potential explanations and because the water gets so fucking deep there that's something that they that happens in those areas where you have trenches that go down that deep so um and they can also affect planes and stuff too because like you know obviously the methane bubble comes up and it creates the you know the the hole in the ocean uh surface and there, but then the gas goes straight up and it could fuck with a plane that's flying overhead or something like that. But uh, I don't want to get into all the different explanations right now, but yeah, yeah, yeah it, yeah, it kind of yeah. ties into the, the, the Milwaukee deep thing. And I love the fact that it's named after Milwaukee too, because I'm a big fan of Wisconsin. So <laughs> you like it there, do you? I do. <laughs> well, I you do. know, so it's, I mean, so there's all, you were telling like those, the tales of, you know, kind of going, dating back to these, you know, famous people like Shakespeare and, um, and Columbus and, and whatnot. Um, so back when, when this kind of got more popular and this started going around, um, I, I know like one of the bigger, um, publications that kind of pushed this all around was, uh, what was it? Fate magazine, which is correct for a lot of things. Um, we've, we've kind of talked about well i'm pretty sure we did during the thunderbird episode they're also the ones that kind of um probably pushed the the tombstone photograph a little bit um there's a lot of high strangeness that you can date back to them they're kind of one of the original you know high strange (laughs) publications um but it's the magazine your weird uncle has a subscription to i think you said last week (laughs) (laughs) yeah that's probably before the internet your weird uncle with a subscription to fate magazine (laughs) 
<laughs> yeah. No, it's it's a, it's a gem. If you can start finding copies of it, do it's it's a lot of fun to read through. Um, but yeah, so they, you know, they, they had a publication on it and then, you know, it kind of, it just kind of went from there. I mean, then more, more places started posting articles on it. They're like, well, what is going on here? You know, should we be concerned about this? Yeah. Um, They, they did an article about, I think it was in 1950 or 1952, somewhere around. It was, it was several years after the, the flight group had disappeared, but yeah, they, they wrote a story about flight 19 and that kind of brought it back into pop culture consciousness. Yeah. And that kind of led to more publications doing exposés on uh, the missing flight group. And then every time anything else happened in that area, suddenly it took on special significance. Right. And this isn't me being a skeptic or a non-believer, but, you know, something I think I talked about last episode or or potentially the episode before um, was that a ship goes missing in the ocean like pretty much every day. Yeah, like if you talk about all the shipping lanes across the entire globe and all all the stuff that's you know the boat, the shipping boats and the fishing boats and just everything out there, that you know, if you look at how many boats go missing in the ocean a year, it's probably at least three hundred, four hundred. It and happens. You break yeah, it down yeah. statistically about one a day. So, um, but when you're looking, when you have a magnifying glass on a certain area, suddenly you know, yeah, a boat went missing off the, the coast of Australia. All right, well fucking tragic but a boat goes missing the bermuda triangle oh my god right take it by aliens and um there's there's a lot of there's a lot of stuff and i mean we could we could go through the list and list everything that's disappeared in that area and we're not going to but no uh, (laughs) No, that's that's a lot but you know we'll stop we'll take pause and we'll talk about uh flight 19 for for a moment um and and talk about kind of why it it was strange um right well, you know, very well documented too, because it was a, a U.S. Navy um, group. Yeah, yeah, right. And there were what I think five, five, five members. Yeah. Five torpedo bombers were on a training mission. Yeah, yeah, and they, um, you know, they started having uh, they, st- they they were having uh, they were communicating. They they had gotten lost right initially. I've read like five different sources on it. Just yeah, um, <laughs> the compass has stopped working, and they were communicating with um with the with the air base the whole time, right. and um <clears throat> they were saying a lot of you know there's a lot of like if you if you, so you got five guys and five different planes right fucking lost trying to like can't believe that like we're lost off the coast of Florida right like this is the mainland you're not somewhere in the middle of the fucking south china seas like there's fucking florida you know what i mean like we should be passing connecticut any minute now um but yeah and there uh so there's a lot of talk back and forth and you can you can kind of take snippets of dialogue from the conversations and some of it's kind of eerie and mysterious you know yeah because they they were very disorientated and um you know the navy actually went through great lengths originally they um so their their disappearance is officially classified as causes unknown yeah um which is very rare because usually they get to the bottom of why something happened but um some people theorize that the reason the navy did that was not to put too much blame on the flight leader uh lieutenant charles c taylor so if they had if they had said that the the flight group was lost because of you know, a deficiency of navigation on his part or something, then it makes him look like this idiot that cost the lives of five airmen. You know what I mean? Um, so 
officially the cause the the it's listed a cause is unknown although the the official explanation also does cite compass failure but that's kind of it well they i mean they well they the navy came out and said that it would have been possible impossible for um the compass failure to have occurred was what i gathered from it they said that they uh that would have been possible back in the 19th century but at that point in time it just wouldn't have been it wouldn't have been a thing it just wasn't something that that could have happened um because you know compasses are, are based on uh on magnets and that's what they thought initially that something about magnets made these compasses go wonky um because there are people that go through I, i'll say that you know I'll, I'll say that really quickly there are people that go through the bermuda triangle weird shit happens and they come back like it's not that every single person that goes out there is lost it's not that you know it's just the cases of people being lost that are a problem there are numerous cases of of pilots going out in in planes and 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 ships you know captains going out in ships and weird things are happening but they do eventually make their way back um but you know the navy did come out and say that that just wasn't something that um that they would entertain any further but you know again back to those transmissions really weird things were said um where they were again obviously disoriented disoriented um they were they were scared you know mm. <laughs> they were lost but they were like giving their location and just based off of where their locations were and you know at least what they were saying their locations were um even if like the ships or the, not the ships but the uh the planes ran out of gas like they should have crash landed like in the middle of the fucking states and they never did you know and, and it just didn't make any sense so what had happened was then they sent a boat out to go search for them. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah, and the boat went missing too. And the boat went missing too. <laughs> right. So, <laughs> and they still um, haven't found the wreckage. And all the either. Yeah, and all of the years of um I mean, just like random driving boats around the ocean and 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 you know looking looking at shit off the coast of the United States. They find wreckage all the time. I mean they you know, you're, they're always finding shit. They but do, they, yeah. But th they haven't found anything um, related to those that flight group, any of those right. planes, or to connect or, to either of those yeah. two instances uh, wrapped up in the one inc incident. Um, not the ship, nothing. Well, no, no, not the ship in that case. Um, a lot of times, like we mentioned earlier, some of these ships they'll go out and they'll come back, and there's no crew. <laughs> <laughs> but in the ships are you know intact so it's like you know like pat was saying yes there there are big waves and and storms and things that happen out there in inclement weather um however some of these instances there was no inclement weather to have caused some of these things or you know again there's no real wear and tear on the boat or there's just signs of things where it just didn't make much sense because other things stayed on the deck that if there was a big wave that came and took it out, it should have easily taken out whatever it was, like items, not people. Um, right. So, you know, but but yes, uh, Flight 19 kind of popularized this whole situation again, um, which, you know, there were instances before, but, you know, here we are again talking about it. And the numerous other, just all these other occasions, again, you got people going out there anyway, and they survive, but, you know, they, they do lose their sense of direction, um they report you know seeing ghost ships or lost time is also another thing that happens um and you know but they they do end up coming back to to tell the tale and um you know but 
eventually, you know, once hype started going around again, um, there was a, a researcher that did decide to take it upon himself to kind of look into these claims a little bit further. Um, and his name was uh, Larry, Larry Koos, Koosh. I don't know how to say his name. I don't know. I, I, I didn't, I don't, I didn't come across it. So interesting. <laughs> uh, no, he, he, he made a book. He ended up make, um, p- uh, putting out a book in 1975 called the Bermuda Triangle Mystery Solved. And um, what he says is that a lot of these authors and things, um, they had kind of written under, under dubious means. They, they were, um, a lot of the stories were exaggerated or inaccurate. He said that there were instances of people just, you know, or some of these stories just straight up being false that never even happened. There's no, um, there's no record of them. Um, you know, but then he just went on to say that, you know, in general, when it came to things like this, well, for one, the Bermuda Triangle is very heavily trafficked, right? It, it's, um, it's yeah. kind of one of those crossroads that we have where a lot of our, um, you know, shipyards and things happen to be and a lot of trading takes place. So, like, yes, you know, with more foot traffic, you're going to have more instances of disappearances. But again, you know, like we said before, people just go out into the ocean all the time and go missing. Um, that there isn't a significant amount of that happening in the Bermuda Triangle itself. Um, and, uh, you know, of the um, instances that did occur, you know, things like the tropical tropical cyclones and, you know, storms and things like that just were... Or, you know, whatever explanation, you know, we talked about the methane or what have you. There's a reason behind it, a logical explanation behind it. Um, and that, you know, again, these things are just overly exaggerated and then, of course, put out into the media and spun up to become hype. And it's just not even it's kind of like a, a manufactured urban legend you know, just for the clout, I guess. <laughs> um, but, you know, there, there, I did see there was a study in 2013 that was put out by the uh, Worldwide Fund for Nature. And uh, they were talking about the world's, you know, 10 most dangerous waters, um, you know, for shipping purposes. And the Bermuda Triangle was not on that list anywhere. So really, it, it was not. Um so it it is very interesting to say and you know kind of what made us bring this well kind of just in general lately i mean we, we were in that twitter conversation with our buddy tobias the other day or a couple weeks ago about the bermuda triangle and you know we talked about it again with the malaysia flight just how you don't really hear about it anymore you know nobody really talks about it and uh you know maybe that's because when this book was released back in you know 75 it was already on the downswing i mean maybe um people have already kind of chalked it up to it being nothing more than just you know um uh just a recipe for for legend um rather than than it being legitimate um however i do know that the the most recent report that i could find as i mostly spent my time trying to find that was um uh, you know of a missing uh, anything was a ship that went missing in uh, January of this year. So, okay. I mean, people are still going missing out there, but it doesn't necessarily, well, it's the Atlantic mean... fucking ocean. Like it's going right. to happen. Right. Does yeah. that necessarily mean that it's anything weird? Um, I, I don't think so. You know, of course, being in the field that I'm in, I do know that there are places of note when it comes to high strangeness. Um, most of these places that I study are places that I can, well, for one, get to, and the ocean is not somewhere that I'm interested in going. Um, but you know, they're, they're terrestrial, right? I mean, they're, they're, um, you know, ground, not, they're not actually, uh, terrestrial is not the right word, but, 
um, you know, they're, you can walk on them. They're mountains and, and forests and shit like that. Um, why can't we have these places in the ocean? You know, why, why can't there be these, you know, high volume, high strange places in the ocean? Yeah, I, I am, I'm entirely willing to believe that there's, uh, something going on in that area, be it, you know, uh, it could be something with uh, magnetic poles or whatever, uh, you know, sure. that happens in places. And some of the boats that have gone missing, uh, there was a couple instances in World War One and World War Two, which granted time of war, uh, where, where Navy vessels uh, disappeared in that area and they were carrying like war supplies like iron ore or, you know, stuff like that. And people have theorized that that could have been the reason that the ship sunk is because of some kind of magnetic flux that just sinks these, you know, because what are battleships, but great fucking steel ships floating right. around. Right. You know? and yeah. They're kept afloat because they have air ballasts in them that keep them above water. But you know, if something were to, you were to get a magnetic disturbance in that area, it could potentially sink these things. Sure. Um, and that, and, you know, and like I said, that's something that people have theorized and, and um, you know, sure. I believe that. <laughs> but I also think it's kind of cool to think that there's a giant squid living in the Milwaukee deep. Just sucking up these, uh, snatching these planes out of the sky the, like the, King Kong. and The Kraken. And, yeah. Uh, yeah, the big Kraken out there. Well, which, I mean, I'm, I'll tell you that there probably is a Kraken out there, um, you know, but, <laughs> well, the colossal squid gets up to 50 feet. That's pretty goddamn large. Um, and they could probably just continue to get bigger if they continue to be able to live. Um, so I, I, that dream is, is a thousand percent alive and very real to me. Um, so it, it's not going to be my place to kill the Bermuda triangle for somebody else. Um, what, you know, what would I think it is if it is something supernatural? Um, I, I wouldn't think it's supernatural at all. I would think that it's, it probably would be some type of portal. I, I think that it would be, you know, just a weird spot because again, I, I think that these portals exist all over the world. Um, and you know, these really weird places. And I just think, if you happen to be at the wrong place at the wrong time, you're going to get swallowed up by it. Um, so, <laughs> and maybe like these other instances of people that go out there and are, um, you know, they're, they're experiencing weird things, but they come back. I, maybe they're just close to it. Maybe they're not actually, they haven't actually hit that threshold yet, but because you're so close to it, it kind of gives you not exactly warning signals, but you get kind of, you know, some type of residual effects that, that kind of comes along. And they just got lucky and they narrowly missed it. I don't know. Um, but yeah, maybe it builds up a charge and then it releases. And when it releases, it, a portal opens or, you know, yeah. what reality right. gets ripped for a little bit and then comes back together. And it's a stressor point. You know what I mean? It's sure. A point where, it's a point where things are allowed to kind of fucking disintegrate a little bit you and know? then come back together again. Well, I mean, you know, why not? Why not a Bermuda Triangle? I mean, fuck, we're, we're, we're sowing female mice to, men, to male mice and, and making them have babies. Why not fucking Bermuda Triangle, you know? It's, <laughs> it's you know, I, and again, it is strange that all these people do go missing in the ocean to begin with and then just nothing's ever found of them ever again. And, you know, they're just, that's right. it. I mean, and people in general just go fucking missing out of nowhere and it's really eerie. Oh, let's not talk about that shit. <laughs> <laughs> right, missing for one. Land, right? All right. Let's stay let's let's stay with the USS Cyclops. Which all right, in, all right, all disappeared right. Disappeared in Bermuda in nineteen eighteen. Let's cause I'm not going to Bermuda next week, so that's fine. Whatever <laughs> we'll happens to those people. All fuck. right. Well people go out to the ocean all the time and, and they just never come back. Well, and the, um the vastness of the ocean is one of those things that like always kind of freaked me out. Like I don't 
I it's it's a lot to conceptualize. It's big, yeah. Yes, it's big, and we don't know a lot about it, and it can kill us because we can't breathe it. Yeah, and it goes down really deep, and who knows what the fuck lives in there. And it's just, and then sometimes it comes out like one of my, um, you know, I worked midnights for a while, and dude, tsunami videos was like my go-to like some what? people watch like pimple popping videos and shit and i'm like oh that's gross but like i give me a good tsunami video <laughs> on youtube and i will watch that shit at three in the morning you... five days a week you enjoy like, it <laughs> no i'm just like it's i'm horrified by it like i like if you want to talk about like a whole like you know people watch horror movies because they like to be scared I watch Japanese people look at tsunamis until it's too late and then try to run away and get swept out to sea. Like, that shit fucking melts my brain. And you, you ever want to... Because, man, do you, do you know what I'm talking about? Have you seen these before? I have. Uh, I haven't in a long time. Um, oh, but... well, re- revisit them so we can talk about it on Twitter. But, like, you, you see the ocean, like, come back. It, like, rolls back, right? And then everyone kind of walks to the shore. And they're like, oh, what's that? And then the ocean starts coming towards them and the smart people start to run. And then the other people stand there and they watch the, like the waves, like the water come in. But then like when you get to the point where like, you'd think that the water would stop, it just doesn't stop and it keeps coming. Yeah. And it just fucks up everything. And like suddenly like cars are flying around and like, it's it's just like it's insane and you you watch the people like their reaction go from like like wonder to like confusion to like abject fucking terror because they're like oh my god the ocean will not stop coming at me and there's there's like an infinite amount of it it's not like it's gonna run out of water yeah like that shit's just gonna keep coming and you better get up real fucking high and then hope whatever you get on top of doesn't like get fucked up and like crash or whatever but man like well, if you want nightmares actually it kind of freaked me out that, that freaked me out a little bit man i don't well, like you're... water either i don't know how to swim so oh no i'm real good swimming i like i like fr- i'm all right but like you know i just i have i have respect for something that massive and powerful like and i just don't fuck so, with it sometimes the ocean comes for you i mean it's just <laughs> Stop it. It does. <laughs> Don't be, fuck you. That's eerie and weird. But it's true. It does. That's what you're saying. It fucking hops up on the land and swallows people whole. It's scary. Yeah. It's, it I, is. It's scary. I don't like, like, I like going to California, but like every time I go there or like we, we discuss going there, I'm just like, oh man, that's when it's going to happen. It's going to be the day. <laughs> right. Like I want to, I really want to go to Long. I've never been to Long Beach before, and I want to walk in the shoes of Bradley Noel from Sublime, and like just like see where all the Sublime stuff happened there. I went to a uh, Neil deGrasse Tyson um, lecture one time. I've been to uh, too many of them, embarrassingly, um, but uh, you know, I went to one one time, and uh, the whole thing was talking about how California is going to break off into the ocean, and it's just going to be fucked. <laughs> and I was like, oh, oh my like, god, really? I'm never going there. <laughs> how about that. <laughs> really that's what he says yeah 
How how what kind of timeline does it get for that? Very 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 soon. I'm pretty sure it should have happened already, um, but you know it's just one of those things we don't really know. It, you know it's just like um, you know Yellowstone. We don't know when it's going to blow up, but it's going to. <laughs> I've been I've been talking about that since fucking yeah. I mean I'm a coast to coast listener, so the, yeah. the caldera the caldera has been on my radar for a long time. Yep. And I mean I'll 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 die 45 minutes before you do. I mean I'm just it's just gonna kill everybody with the poison gas. Just all of us, yeah, right. It's yeah. gonna happen. Uh, we don't know. I mean we kind of roughly have an idea when. We just know it's gonna be soon, but not today apparently because it didn't happen today. It's it's one of the so <laughs> the California thing is one of those things, is that you know they had um and and initially it was supposed to have started because of a. Actually, you'll like this one. I'll tell it real quick. Um, because a meteor was supposed to come, a big one was supposed to come and hit the ocean. And when it did hit the ocean at that point in time and it tsunamied over California, then California was going to break off. So wait a minute. But Neil deGrasse Tyson don't deal in prophecy. No, he does not. But he's an astrophysicist. And he says that he thinks that an asteroid is going to... That'll that'll be the chain of events that causes that to happen. It's an, yeah, an asteroid that we expect that is going to come and hit our ocean. The trajectory that we are looking at. And I'll, look, I'll have to really look into it and see if there's been an update on it. Because I am curious. Because it was like fucking soon. I mean like very soon. And... Um, so and, he, I went, and I probably went back in like 20... It was probably 2012 or so when I, when I went and talked to him. So he knows that the asteroid's headed this way. Like this is something that we spotted. Yes. Right? Right. Right, and it's probably going to hit the ocean. Right, which happens a lot. Yeah, and he's saying that when that asteroid that we know is going to hit the ocean hits the ocean, which we know it's going to do, it's going to set off a chain reaction that's going to cause California to sink in the ocean. To sink into the ocean, right? Yes, yes, that's what that's what it's what Neil deGrasse Tyson said during his lecture one time. Um, but I'll find, you know what, I'll find the claims for it. Maybe we'll talk about that, um, you know, sometime. We'll talk about other doomsday scenarios. We've done that before. We've done that in a while. Um, yeah, that'd be a good one. Do you, yeah. ever listen to, you ever listen to that Tool song about, uh, do you listen to Tool at all? No, I don't listen to Tool. No, I don't, not really. Oh, my God. I mean, well, not I mean, radio. My, you know. my last rambling thought of the show. Uh, listen to Tool. They okay. they have, they're, they're a good band. Is that it? Um, and they're, you know, they write good songs. Oh, oh they're, no. They're, kind of like at the top of their game musically but their lyrics they have a lot of really interesting um conspiracy and occult stuff in there and that's kind of like their bass player used to have a a blog on the website where he would talk about he was a chaos magician he would talk about all kinds of crazy shit and synchronicities and experiences we have on the road and there was one i can't even remember exactly what happened but like it's just worth checking out. If if you ever want something to do a deep dive on uh, when you're laying in bed one night, look them up. And they have a song about um, about the meteor coming. It's actually crazy. It's called Hera. So maybe when you're doing the Google, look that up. But uh, a, media com- a meteor coming and, and wiping out Los Angeles. And the chorus has kind of learned to swim. And, uh, wow, I think I actually, that, Ash, are you back? Oh, my God, that was perfect. <laughs> are you I'm back leaving now? it in. It sounds like you did it, and I'm leaving it in. Yeah. Dude, I just rambled through your whole, you dropped off, and, like, I, you would not have known if, if I didn't, I was just tap dancing, I didn't look at my feet, and then at the end, I was like, oh, wait, are you not here? <laughs> 
gonna say well i don't know you know we'll see how the edit plays out but uh, you know for the i don't think i'm gonna say anything about it um and, and we're just gonna pretend that it didn't happen but but now i'm acknowledging on the show that it did it was because uh-huh. DeGrasse, degrasse tyson got mad because i was talking about his theory that never came true or whatever i don't know <laughs> it was a government cover-up yeah it's uh anima is the name of the tool song okay listen to that it's it's, it, 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 it's about the exact scenario that you just talked about about wow. a meteor. yeah here and and i wouldn't be surprised if the meteor that uh degrassi tyson was talking about was named hera because that's what it is in the song. And Tool, what I was telling the audience is that uh, Tool is a is a very uh, interesting band, and they have they do a lot of stuff with uh, conspiracies on cult stuff, and it's they're worth they're worth checking out sometime. Do a little digging. Oh, okay, you might be surprised. Yeah. Okay. Well, I will. I will. <laughs> I feel so lost now. I'm up to speed. Hi, audience. <laughs> hey. <laughs> that's so funny it was so weird um anyway i just didn't want to hear you talk about tool that's what it was i'm just kidding <laughs> i'm i'm sure you've, you've known many a tool fans in your day yeah, probably um <laughs> yeah okay so i'm i'm not going to um I, i'm not going to push the limits any further um you know on uh what we can and cannot get away with so i will just um end it end it there i don't know if i'm recording anymore i think is the issue um but that's okay i think yeah no maybe i am i don't know we'll see it's a fucking weird wednesday guys it's (laughs) but anyway on that note um yeah bermuda triangle um with that said pat will not be here next week i will we will have a special guest a very special guest i don't even know who it is yet but they will be very special i promise so (laughs) until uh until then uh we'll see you guys next wednesday